Welcome to the American Made and Paid Show, the home of free speech and independent thought. The big story is freedom of speech is really in trouble. The far left knows that at any time they can call for a sponsor boycott of anyone they despise. It is right here, right now, where you'll get your weekly dose of unfiltered truth. It's non-negotiable. Pre-existing conditions will be protected. This president has said this as a candidate. Insight. Very few people I know could have handled it. We can never, ever let this happen to another president again. An information that challenges the American way of life. Welcome, everybody, to the American Made and Paid Show. I'm your host, Zach King. I got Professor Dreg with me here today. And I just want to say thank you to all of you who are listening in, and not just listening in intently, but sending us these amazingly diverse and well-researched emails for us to talk about. So for folks out there who will remain unnamed because I want to protect your identities, thank you for sending in insightful links, articles for us to talk about. Got an email that came in yesterday from a, a listener about the subject of Afro worship and globalism. That's a, that was the subject of the email. It seems most non-whites suck at sports and must cheer for our blacks to feel pride. Now this basically, before we dive into his email here, his or her email, I just got to say, first of all, thank you. Thank you for your insight. It, it, it gives us you know, the, the, the information that we now know that we're 50 episodes in and there's intelligent people that listen to this podcast. There's people who are actually listening, know what it is we're talking about, you know, I, I get ladies that are sending me like, you know, new world order, one government type stuff. I love it. I check out those links. So if you guys are sending me emails, even if I can't get back to all of you, thank you for doing that. I'm going to set up a, a, a show email so Professor Dreg can get back to you as well because I know you guys have been sending it to my personal email. But in today's episode, let's talk a little bit more about that, about how, you know, the subject of Afro worship and globalism and I did go through the email. I want to hear your thoughts on it, Professor Dragon, and I'll just kind of add to it because it's true. Every white liberal feels this way. Every white liberal. Well, it's... <clears throat> I'm still debating about this guy's first name. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, should we say it or should not say it? No, might, no. might as well give him a shout out, I guess. Well, I'll, I'll, I don't want to reveal, but first name, uh, Kulo. <laughs> <Which is> <laughs> Hello, Katzer. Thank you for your email. I just want to briefly give you a shout out. Thanks for sending in, uh, you know, great content to us for us to talk about and work with. But what are your thoughts? I mean, there's a there's a lot of truth here where it's just like this. The whole token of Black Lives Matter, right, and pride, and 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 the whole street ghetto culture that we're talking about is exemplified in this person's email because we do we celebrate that. Well, uh, it's interesting because you know. Uh... It was basically articles. All of these were just articles. And, but again, I am somebody who does not know Christianity. And, and this is like these emails just reminded me of what would this is like, what is it? What would Jesus do moment? And uh, in my attempts in trying to understand Christianity, it's the first thing that popped in. It, it's like, Okay, this is this is something that's not really based on science or based on economics. These are just observations. And then it goes, and then it just hit. It really did. It hit me hard, and I'm thinking, I wonder what Jesus would think about all of this. Right. <laughs> so, just for me, like trying to put on that type of 
you know, see it through that lens, I kind of thought, well, you know, this article and it's, it's, it's misguided. Like I understand, but it's still misguided just like how many conservatives are simply just misguided. Um, For example, the reason why African nations are really screwed up, it's mostly because of the climate. It's not really has anything to do with, oh, you know, these guys are black and da-da-da-da-da or lazy or athletic or has nothing to do with that or like the Jews are taking over. It's mainly because of the environment. It's, It's in Africa. It's a harsh, well, I mean, it's just like California. When you say California, the environment in California is very harsh. And each region in California is a different climate, especially in the Bay. In the Bay Area, you could have like nine or 10 different climates. And, you know, depending on the weather, it could really screw you up. For example, look at what happened with all the cherries in California. Yeah. Right? The, this year's crops in California will be none. <laughs> Wait, what? All crops? Come on, no. Yeah, I'm not because of the rain. Dude, we had so much rain, it destroyed all the cherries. We had record rainfalls this year, and the cherries uh, have been destroyed. Like, dude, all the like Olsen farms, they had zero cherries this year. All of them been destroyed. And now this dude's trying to look for a handout saying, hey, look, you know, this, that, this, that. But see, farmers should have accounted for that, which is another reason why global warming is, is, is just a joke. Um, because you really have to understand the science, like earth science, basic earth science. And that's what farming is all about. You know, farming is, look, you cannot have an economy without farmers. In Africa, it's so screwed up. There are no farmers. You know, like uh, our work in one of those African countries, you know, that's always my ace in the hole. It's like, look, we'll help you with your agriculture and, and that should solve your problems because with money comes solutions. Now, if you look at the most powerful country in Africa, a lot of people, oh, South Africa? No, 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 it's Nigeria. Look at what's happening in Nigeria. They have been able to capitalize on their resources, which is oil. Oil. Right. And now Nigeria dictates to China what to do. So there is this alliance between, you know, Russia, China, Brazil. Yeah. And notice these countries all produce oil, like the poor countries of, you know, uh, Brazil and, 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 uh, and Nigeria, they all produce oil. And then, uh, but uh, Russia, China, and India exploit the oil. Right. So those five countries, they have an alliance. Uh, I forgot what it's called. It's like, I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter. Well, well how, does this, how, does, uh, how does this relate to Afro-global worship? Yeah, see, because the, uh, the guy who wrote the article is of the belief that the Jewish people are funding everything, which is very myopic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not true because look at India. <laughs> India's Bollywood is much more powerful than Hollywood when it comes to revenue. 
who makes more money, Bollywood or Hollywood? Bollywood. India. Yeah, but hands down. Yet there's no mention of that. Because <laughs> so, we're in America. <laughs> that's why. No, but see, but that's my point. So, and that's why, see, cause, man, I, I believe this. I believe that the United States, and without knowing anything about the Bible, but the United States is a Christian nation. This is not some sort of like, like the article is wrong because he doesn't recognize that this is a Christian nation. The United States is a Christian nation. And because of that, you have to see everything through a Christian, you know, lens. It's just the reality. Right. So all of that stuff in the article has now been deemed false because it's not what I would think is a Christian article. It's just not. You can't. The thing is like this. Do we celebrate athletes? Yes. The answer is yes, we do. Yes, we do. But who do those athletes celebrate? Seriously, all of you not all of them, but a good majority of all of those athletes always worship God, and they'll say, "Oh, you know, praise Jesus." Yeah, praise Jesus for yeah. But that always goes unnoticed. It always one hundred percent. It goes unnoticed when when somebody is a Christian. They don't really see them like a like in the NFL. Do they really show those people praying? No. Hardly ever. They, well, they locker room. They start well, sometimes to, when they do, when they're out on the court and they'll be praying for each other. Well, when they start to pray, then they pan out to the crowd, <laughs> like because you always see them starting to pray, but then you don't see them, and, and that's you don't. But you don't see them like you don't see their full prayer or anything like that. Like they and they minimize these athletes who say. You know, I want to give all the, you know, praise God or praise Jesus, you know, that like all the times they do that, they minimize that. But then they'll maximize somebody like Colin Kaepernick, you know, so. Yeah. And, and that's why, and that's another reason why, like, because they were bringing up something about how the Raptors won. But a, a big part of that, why would they show that? Why do they show all of these people in turban celebrating or you know what i mean in the streets of canada because the actual players themselves were actually worshiping god and the but it's the truth yeah you never show because like when last year when they won they actually had a prayer uh draymond green uh one of the basketball players for the warriors and steph curry led a ministry some kind of church ministry inside of the coliseum after the game and then they, you know, it, but it's like, I don't know, because I'm not a Christian. So it's like one of these Christian things that Christian dudes do, I guess. You know, they, they get together with other dudes and they, I don't know, that, whatever they do. Like, I don't know. Like, I honestly don't know what they do, but it's some kind of ministry that they have. And they just reach out to like the whoever's at the you know, whoever's left after everybody's gone. And then they do some sort of. Well, I don't want to say it's a cult, but whatever they do, like, I honestly don't know, (laughs) but that's what they tend to do, but that doesn't get media coverage. Mm -hmm. So with that, because it it points to like the military and these articles, uh, you know, they talk about a lot of things, which really, really is like, I get what they're saying, but it's misguided. 
So it's not so much like they're celebrating Afro athletes because, you know, the one thing that is true, all of these athletes, like for in the NBA, we'll just use the NBA. They actually all come from the United States, mostly. Yeah, There's mostly. a couple of dudes come from Africa. And then a lot of dudes are Eastern European, <laughs> you know. But basically, and it just goes like this. Look, the best athletes in the world, regardless of race, will always, without a doubt, come from poor countries. It's just how it goes when you're broke. Okay, so I, I was going to say, because this relates to the whole street survival, quite literally fend for yourself type thing, where no amount of like training in a gym conventionally for competition can match up to. Because it's like when you're broke and poor and you grew up in that environment, you had to run to be a good athlete. No, well, you're a good athlete, but you had to do that to survive. Yeah. Completely different, you know? No, but it's the truth. I was a good athlete and not just good. I was damn good because it was just a means of survival. And I honestly thought, you know, like you win the uh, Olympic gold medal and you're going to make tons of money. That's what I thought when I was a kid because I was stupid. And then when I realized I wasn't going to make the team, I was like, holy, I need something to fall back on, you know, and uh, and that's that's the anyway, that's neither here nor there. And anyway, so man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. It's just like, because like, where do we start with this, with what this, with this article? So like, I'm going to read just one paragraph. Yeah, yeah. Let's and, break it down. Uh, and so like one of the paragraphs is, uh, and this is like at the beginning, a typical global homogenized uh, nation is under Jewish financial control has U.S. military bases, celebrates gay pride, idolizes black athletes and rappers, submits to ideas and values from New York media, and speaks PC lingual about diversity, inclusion, and, and some such. It's an incomplete paragraph, but eh, it's okay. So, yeah, then I'm going to skip to, I'm going to skip one. Uh, well, I'm, I'll just, might as well just read it. So Canada models itself on the U.S. Like the U.S., nations like Canada, France, Netherlands, and U.K. following up with black athletes, kids are addicted to rap as global music. Their elites are all indoctrinated by Harvard and NYT. The main spiritual expression is servility to global homo... Sodominion. Yeah, Sodominion. Sodominion. Jeez, I don't even know what that means. (laughs) But anyway... Even Japan goes that way with black runners and tennis players taking over with massive homo parades. The new Japanese-ness is to conform to global homogeneity. Yeah, because the reason why he brings up Japan, right? Japan's an important kind of country because, interestingly enough, it's it's an ethnostate for the most part. And they're also fairly... Uh, when they say ethnostate, what does that even mean? All of like one race predominantly it's not it's not a diverse country it's not diverse it's like it's like you know how some people want a white ethnostate a country for just white people a black ethnostate would be like wakanda japan is a is an asian ethnostate more so than other asian countries. so now that i know what ethnostate means every country on the planet is an ethnostate not the united states well that's my point except the United States of America. Well, so the, the, the argument against that is usually because a lot of countries are um, all for open borders, right? They are turning 
Western countries that predominantly were white ethno states brown because of, of immigration. That's usually what a lot of more, uh, more people who have, I guess, more identitarian type looks. See, but again, brown is not a race. See, that's the thing. Mexico is, quote unquote, a brown country, but they're all white. If you are to argue and, and like, okay, so a lot of Mexicans here, right? <laughs> I'm not kidding you. A lot of Mexicans here are always screaming, oh, you guys are racist, racist, racist. But if you try to go to, like in California, it's called the Department of Fair Employment and Housing. And nationally, it's the EEOC. Everybody knows the EEOC. So <laughs> those guys. Yeah, no, but if you're a Mexican and you try to claim racism. They'll the throw e you out. Yeah, they won't even hear your claim. Why? Because Mexicans are white. And that's an ethno state. An ethno st Mexico is an ethno state of a bunch of white people who look like Italians or, <laughs> you know, Turkish people. Yeah. You know, Turkish are Muslim, but guess what? They're also white. Muslim is a religion. It doesn't determine your race. And a lot of people, like, and that's why, like, these types of articles, I get what they're saying, but they're misguided because they do not understand race. There's only three races on the planet. There's yellow, black, white. The red race doesn't exist. What about Indians? From Native American Indians or no, Indian no, Indian? like India. Yeah, they're yellow. Their race is the yellow race as well. Okay. So genetically, Indians are genetically the same as Chinese, even though like you got some really dark Indians, really, you know, well, all Indians are dark, but and even though their eyes look differently than a Chinese person, they're still racially yellow. And mainly it's because you guys all eat the same food. You know, like, uh, you know, because, <laughs> you know, but it's the truth. Blacks in the United States cannot digest the foods of Africa the same way blacks in Africa can. Uh -huh. You know, sickle cell anemia is something that is found in Africa and not so much in the United States anymore. Kids with sickle cell anemia doesn't really happen that often. It used to happen a whole lot more. But as time progresses, you know, the need for your blood cells to sickle <laughs> to fight in uh, some kind of malaria, <laughs> it just doesn't exist. So, you know, that genetic, you know, need to have your blood sickle is no longer needed. And, and that's the thing. It's like, it, it's, it's just one of those weird things, you know, like, uh, you know, people's digestive systems really differ per region. And, and those, you know, these are things that people just don't know because, you know, nobody thinks about things like that. We just don't. And, you know, but us nerds who actually study <laughs> and, and know these things, you know, we research these types of stuff. Right. And, and, you know, and why? Because these are the type of arguments you need to make if you're order, in order to do something productive. If you want to win a lawsuit, then you better know these types of facts. If you want to influence leaders and, you know, like what we were talking about earlier, like when we work with African countries, we have to honestly do something to help the, that entire country because it's an ethno state. 
It really is. Every country is an ethnostate. In Egypt, almost everybody's native Egyptian. You're not going to have a whole bunch of people from Somalia or even Saudi Arabia. You go to Saudi Arabia, they're, they're refugees, all live in some remote corner. But in the United States, it's unique that the minorities or the refugees or whoever can live anywhere without restriction, unless you got to pay an HOA. <laughs> that's how you do it. But that's why I'm telling you now, this article, this whole thing is, it really has to be looked at the lens. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus say? What would he think? See, because every country on the planet lives in an ethno state, whether it's Japan, Malaysia, China, uh, you know, it doesn't matter where. Nigeria, Nigerians, you know, in Nigeria, all the Nigerians, they don't want a bunch of people from Somalia coming into Nigeria. They just don't. But what is Nigeria doing? They are invading China. That's what the Nigerians are doing. There's like about 600,000 Nigerians living in Guangdong or whatever that city's called. Yeah. Why? Because China needs the oil. So they make a deal and allow Nigeria to come and infiltrate this one part of China. You know, you know what I mean? It really has yeah. nothing to do with, like, I get it. I'm seeing, I'm seeing where you're going with this, yeah, to, to some degree, because I think it's – it's we portray the race immigration type thing more as a political thing, but we can also just dial this in and that people just go to where they need to go. And people will also automatically self-segregate as necessary. Like yeah, if you no, take it, it's what they do. No, You're that's right. what I'm saying. So like we can, we can talk, you know, all day about different countries and what that's like, but people have a natural tendency to self-segregate. But you want to know who doesn't self-segregate? Who? Christian people. Well, because I'm not talking, but that's different. That's not race. <laughs> no, but it's, you know, you know, because with works. Christianity is, it's like, we always say that, right? Black, white, red, yellow, all the same in God's sight. Like it's, this, that's why it, but that's the tribalism that, oh man, that just blew my mind. If you think about it, Christianity ended national and racial tribalism. Think about yeah, it. Pretty much. Because before that you only had cults. If you didn't worship our gods, you want to come into our land, you're going to have to worship our gods. Or if you didn't look like us, you'd have to go through this ritual. You got to be like us. And even a lot of religions is kind of like, you got to, you have to be admitted. You can't just like, you can't just decide that you want to. It's like, it's, it's almost like exclusive, right? But if you think about it, think about how countries were in Jesus's time. They weren't really set up politically the way the way they are now they were ruled by a king they were ruled by an emperor you know by a monarch that type of thing and you couldn't be greek just because you felt like it but the way countries are set up now to some basis especially the ones that that have that have open lenient immigration policies it comes from that idea that well there's no tribalism Yet we know that race divides people and it's different, but Christianity breaks that down. After that, when everybody spread and went to different countries and there were countries that were formed under the basis of Christianity, i.e. like all those Catholic countries, all those Christian countries, whether it's South America, Western Europe, whatever you want to call it, because let's just be real here, Europe was not Europe 2,000 years ago. It was 
the you know there was the Roman Empire right or the Greek yeah. Empire and all that so you didn't have Europe in different countries but they all came and were separated because of Christianity they all to some degree had that because what broke up empires what broke all that stuff up well it's because I don't see you as a different tribe you could be my brother if you want me to <laughs> that whole that whole my brother type thing even though we're not related like come on. That comes from Christianity because if you didn't have Christianity, no one would feel that way. Everybody yeah. would see everybody as a threat. Everybody would see everybody as different. No, but it's the truth. I mean, ask any black person. <laughs> they all tell you why. Because they, you know, because they understand like how it used to be in the old days. And, you know, yeah, like you just don't know. You honestly don't know. And that really does come from you know, the whole Christian thing. You just don't know, like, because everybody has to be your brother because you don't know how you're related. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just how it's always been. Ask any black guy why they say, hey, what's up, cuz? You know, cousin, what's up, <laughs> hey, brother? You know what I mean? Because you don't know. You honestly don't know. But what brings you together is th your shared faith. And, uh, but now, but they don't have faith anymore, but in the old days they did. Well, let's, let's talk about another aspect that this wonderful dedicated listener talked about, which is Jewish dominance in finance and media. People love asking about that, <laughs> talking about that. We won't go too nuts on Jews, but like all the world finance and media is in Jewish hands. Well, well see, but, but I said it before. I, I just think the Jewish faith is a cult. Think about this now. The Jews were set to like go to 12 tribes, right? Or whatever they, you know. Uh, not real, but go ahead. Well, you know, like they, they were, you know, they, they, you know, they were set away. You know what I mean? Like, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, they were scattered into all different nations. Yeah. yeah. So they were scattered, uh, I think it was 12 to 12 different locations or something like that. Yeah. Right? Oh. I, I forget off the top of my head, I'm forgetting. But they were scattered. And the thing is like this, why, why are they so hated? Why did they, you know, do what they do? You know what I mean? Like, you know, why is there, why was there the Holocaust? Why, why all of these things? Sure. And I have to honestly believe the reason why is because they were self-segregating. They went to all of these lands and instead of spreading the word, they self-segregated. Yeah. See, and that's the difference. You know, the you're not the like, truth that you know. People always talk about the Jews, right? Being going from one country, being discriminated, and everything. What you say is not completely inaccurate because forget about what happened. Because because people always use the whole Holocaust as a big thing. But one thing I will say is this: after the breakup of after Christianity, right? After they were kicked out of Israel, Jerusalem because of uh, Babylonian Empire or Roman Empire, I got to check my history. Every country that the Jews went to, they got kicked out of. Every country. It's not like you did, you know, you, you, you could have a state here. And I, I mean, I, I hate to be this like religious, See, but the but the question is, prophecy says that, that Jews will always be a stranger wherever they go. No, but see, the question is why? Why? Disobedience. What, what, but that's the point. But why? why the, what is it specifically? What is it that they do that is disobedient? So go back to what you were saying about self-segregation because I want to well, hear that's my point. point. See, that's the question. The one thing I noticed 
is self-segregation. Self-segregation is actually wrong. It just is. You cannot self-segregate and then set yourself up as the debtors because <laughs> that's what that's what they do yeah but, that's what that's what the that's what um the rothschilds did they were funding both sides of the wars and they were yeah, um, and, and you can't do that that's not good that's the whole thing that is that is where the disobedience comes if you're given all this knowledge and blah 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 because like i said i'm convinced that the bible is filled with all kinds of technological advances that we just haven't figured out yet. And uh, the Jews were somehow some, I mean, they were given that knowledge. Right. So if you're self-segregating, not sharing that knowledge with everybody, but then you become, you know, a dominant force of finances and then making everybody, enslaving everybody with debt, come on. You know what I mean? That's horrible. That's a horrible, horrible, horrible way to live. And then that's why it really goes back to what would Jesus do? Because, you know, the whole point of Jesus was coming was to try to teach the Jews how to do things the right way. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's truth. It, it's, it's, uh, that's why I'm really fascinated with the, you know, I can't wait to start reading the New Testament. But it's, it's fascinating how with my limited knowledge of what Jesus what he stood for, what he represented. It's obvious that the Jewish people, how they live even to this day is wrong. You can't self-segregate. You cannot, you know, hoard up all the money and not give other people opportunities. You can't, I mean, you can finance things and do these things, but you have to do it in a way where it's honest to God going to help people. Sure, sure. You know, because it, here's the thing. How different is progressive ideology started by Woodrow Wilson with the Jewish faith? How different is it? Not it's radically. not different at all. It's not different at all. It's almost mirror each other. How Jewish people do things and how, you know, how Woodrow Wilson started, you know, how he implemented his social programs and his socialism, because in Israel, Israel is capitalist, but they have a lot, a lot of socialized programs. You know, it's and their almost, military is funded by us. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's funded by us and, and, uh, you know, but again, at the same time, let me backtrack a little bit. Dude, the Holocaust is a huge, huge deal. Mm -hmm. it, it's you cannot understate the evil behind the Holocaust. And like, to me, the Holocaust is always a reminder of how bad religion can always be because, right. you know, the Holocaust happened because the Muslims and the Christians got together and decided to kill off all of the Jews. And that is because dude, come on, you know what I mean? Like in theory, Christians are the only ones who do not kill for the sake of killing. You know what I mean? Like a, a Jewish person and a Muslim person, they'll kill for the sake of killing the whole eye for an eye thing. That's deeply rooted in their faith. Right. And that's, that's wrong. And, and that's, you know, and, and all Christians should be aware of that. Hey, look, under the wrong leadership, AKA Hitler, Christianity can go afoul really quick. 
And this country is really on the brink of becoming a socialized, you know, Christian nation. Yeah. You know, with Peter, whatever, Peter Judge, or Pete Peter Judge, whatever his name is. You know what I mean? Like you have all of these Christian people, quote unquote, on the left, who can easily turn this country into a racist country. You know, and that's what diversity is. Diversity, the way the the left, you know, doesn't like the way this article points out. Because I like this one part. The in, this interracial dynamics. Yeah, it's the grammar's wrong, but anyway, the the interracial dynamics is something like black men take white women, white men take fancy Asian women. And fancy Asian men take jungle Asian women. And the Browns, be they Arab or Mexican, are the serfs and helots. I don't even know what that means. Respectively in Europe and the U.S. And all must remember the Holy Holocaust. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) That's so funny. But it's totally misguided. You know what I mean? Because that's the left's perspective on diversity. But it's not. I mean, you have to look at it. Diversity is needed. But if you look at it from a Christian point of view, it should be, you know, diversity is when everybody is worshiping the same way and living the same way. And, and you know, everybody has the same opportunities. Right, See, right. In the United States, no one. And I, not your employer, not anybody, nobody has the right to take away your, your, your liberty, your right to pursue happiness. Nobody has that right. That's actually, uh, there's this case called Skelly versus yeah. the personnel board. And it gets into that. It gets into the 14th amendment and I believe it's the fifth amendment now. Yeah, I forget off the top of my head, but and it, it sets that precedence about not even your employer can do that. You have to be given a fair shake, but that is the root of Christianity. It really is. Huh. But no preacher ever talks about that. They just don't. And But that's what Jesus wanted. Jesus wanted diversity. He wanted that. Sure, uh, sure. What a cultural diversity <laughs> because, you know, that ain't cool. But he did want it he did want an ethnostate of Christians. Like I, I, it's just the only way it works because think about this. What makes the United States, the United States, seriously, the Chinese people here are much more successful than the Chinese people in China. It's just how it's a reality. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, people oh, look up with so many Chinese. Yeah, because it's China. <laughs> but if, if, right. if you break it down to like a country, a nation, who's more successful? Well, the Americans. And we have a much smaller population. But because we are ran as a Christian country, whether they know it or not, see, because nobody's ever going to admit that this is a, uh, you know, you ask anybody. You know, they'll say, well, minus Trump. Trump is the only one that will say, oh, this is a Christian country. <laughs> but any other politician, they'll say the same crap. Oh, this is a Judeo, Judeo-Christian. I'm going to stop saying that. I used to say Judeo-Christian yeah, all the time. It's bullshit. 
Yeah. This is no, but it's the truth. Because come on, nothing in the Jew, Jewish faith has anything to do with this country, and, and nothing, nothing in the founding of this country has anything to do with Judaism. Yeah, exactly. It's like the opposite because <laughs> it actually kind of is the opposite. <laughs> no, no, because this is the truth. The Jews have been punished for living in a system where they are not inclusive and they set themselves up as the debtors and they have enslaved people through debt. Shakespeare knew this. Shakespeare is the greatest writer of all time. Why? Because he knew this. The, The Merchant of Venice is about this. See, people like whoever wrote this article, they're not educated. And granted, I'm not educated. I mean, uh, I'm I'm educated, but not in a classical way. Like I cheated my way through education. <laughs> I mean, because I know people think, "Oh, this dude's smart." Uh, smart has nothing to do with education. Right. So I read books, and you know, I have my degrees, but only because of my work. If I wasn't working, I'd have no degrees. So, and you know, look, there's a way to get a degree without really paying any university just get a government job and you can get clinical experience in exchange for sitting in a classroom doing nothing and um but it only works for state universities so any state university they'll they'll waive all the fees uh and that's how you get rid of student debt actually if you get a government job and you qualify for this that that in 10 years all of your student debt will go away free tip but anyway going back to this um article uh, without because look my my understanding of christianity is at the gut level from having christian parents talking to zach and and knowing some of my stories to about, well yeah talking to you i mean oh, okay because you're out you're saying it in third person like i'm right here man <laughs> <laughs> well i know but i'm talking to the listeners at this oh, point. <laughs> okay okay that's right i forget yeah yeah, yeah so it's like uh so like because I, I want people to understand where i get my christianity from and being that i'm a smart guy i don't need to get it from a preacher or actually reading from the bible because i know how to infer you know what i mean like uh, i could listen to a lecture or I could do my own research and I could understand principles of physics without having a physics degree because I know how to, you know, infer certain uh, uh, calculations or anything like that. You know, so it's the same thing with uh, it's the same thing with with Christianity. The same way I can figure out uh, and disprove without a degree in physics. A lot of principles of physics, I can figure out Christianity. This I just use the same scientific methods. Right. You know, how I perform my science and let other people try to debate if I'm wrong or not is the same way I'm, I'm figuring out Christianity. Sure. Uh, without actually reading it. Uh, so just, anyway, so, so the point is this. The Jewish people are like the opposite of, like they really are. Like, Jews and Muslims are like 95% identical when it comes to religion. They are. They, they like uh, it. They're okay with, you know, having sex with minor girls. Circumcision. And, well, it's, but that's just how it works. I mean, they do all kinds of weird stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like genital mutilation. Why? It's like, no, but that's what they, you can call it you know, circumcision, but it's mutilation. Why? You know what I mean? Why, why did they love to make everybody be in debt? 
Look at Harvey Weinstein. You know what? You got to pay the piper, literally. You got to get on your knees and be a sodomite. <laughs> no, but it's the truth. That was the debt you had to pay. You had to be a sodomite in order to get a job. Like, you know, how many, uh, you know, like you're a girl from Kansas City. You know, hot young chick. You want to be an act, uh, a famous actor and you yeah. got to blow Harvey Weinstein. That's insane. But that's what... You know, I'm not, I'm not going to say every Jew, but it's that is a staple of their faith, just like it's a staple in the Muslim faith in Islam. The debt you owe powerful men is insane. Whereas in Christianity, they don't partake in that. They just don't. Some do. I'm not saying they're all innocent, but some do. But they always feel guilty. <laughs> That's yeah. the difference. Some people feel entitled. And Weinstein goes, oh, man, I didn't invent this. They all knew what they were doing, but Christian people tend to feel guilt for their actions. They just do. They always feel remorse. That's the difference. Remorse versus entitlement. And then it goes to the, the criminal system. Yeah, that's true. Does this person feel remorse? And, and it goes back to you know Jesus explaining everybody what divorce was. You know, I mean, like I, I hate to say this, but I, I am going to mention it, and it's got no not throwing pot shots at anyone, but I don't think I've ever met a humble Jew. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm not, no, but it's an act. The whole self-deprecation is an act. Yeah. Woody Allen, you know, is the most prominent Jew that did this. But look at what he was doing: banging his daughter, raising a kid just to have sex with her. But that's what Muhammad did the same thing. Muhammad was given a wife, you know, but that's what they do. It's like, come on, you are not humble when that is your faith. Come on, you don't raise somebody to have sex with them. Dude, that's twisted. That's why I, I learned to trust Christians because you know what? When I really think about it, my Christian parents were in a, a real powerful and I mean powerful position to molest all of us boys. Yeah, but and they never, didn't, and not a single one. Never, ever felt threatened. I never felt threatened. In fact, I felt emboldened to be even crazier. And I <laughs> love scaring all the Samoans. You know what I mean? Because, you know, with my, saint, my Satanist ways and anarchist ways, dude, I freaked them all out. And I thought, look at these poor suckers, boy. I come in and they'd be like, oh, here comes the drag. Oh, you know what I mean? Just scared <laughs> to death of me because, you know, I wasn't a Christian. I was, you know, saying all kinds of crazy stuff to them. But anyway, but, and, and, and I know people will say, oh, but look at the Catholics. And yeah, because they had gay people as priests. It's just the reality, I, you know, the, but did those guys feel remorse? You know, and that's the thing. It's like when I really look at gay people, uh, you know, does Milo Yiannopoulos feel remorse? It's hard to say. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, but I, I mean, you mentioned that those two things there, like being remorseful or being humble. I just don't see that with, with Jews. I just don't. Like I've never, I've only met like... Ah, like the but people that I met that are Jewish are proud to be Jewish. And I mean like so proud that if you're not like them, they don't, you know what I mean? It's just the whole concept of the Jewish American princess comes in for a reason. And that's kind of 
Hey. That's that's kind of uh that's like my exposure to Jews. Like I'm not I don't know many Hasidic Jews. And if I meet a so-called Orthodox Jew, they're few and far between. But everybody else, I'm talking about everybody else who's like, oh, I'm Jewish. No, the you I don't think I mean I've met a ton in Israel. <laughs> oh, those guys. I mean, look, I had no respect for them at all until I saw them in action. And when I saw them in action, I was like, okay, I get it. But th- that's no, I mean, dudes, you guys should not be walking across the freeways and expecting everybody to Stop. not hit you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, seriously, you know, them dudes are just walking across the freeway in Israel like it's nothing. You know, they don't even look. The enti- but see, that, that, that's entitlement right there. Yeah, and it was insane. I swear to God, I, I wanted to kill them all. And I was like, because they were just <laughs> laughing, like, oh, we're glad you're not driving. And I'm like, I said, yeah, because they deserve to get ran over. <laughs> you know, you know, they're inconveniencing everybody else by swerving out of their way. <laughs> it was insane. But then again, I haven't been to Israel since the 90s. So it might have changed. I don't know. I heard the counselor sneeze. So bless you. She can't hear you because I got the volume down low. <laughs> but I think another one thing that uh, this thing is particularly something, you know, one of the few last things I want to touch on that this individual sent us, just like the black oh, African. It's already been an hour. Almost. No, almost. I didn't get into the whole, the dating and no, stuff but, like that. It's get, in, get into it now. Cause we got, I got to take another call in about 15, but come on, we got to talk about okay. the Yeah. 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 No. Oh gosh. Darn it, man. Oh, I always forget. We got only an hour. Yeah, we got to. I'm thinking we're gonna go lose people after that hour too, so we got to keep it short. Yeah, no, I gotta stay on focus and stay. Maybe I went too much into religion, but I'm not kidding you. This article literally made me think about Christianity, And, and see, because this is a lot of anger. Like when you read this article, like I totally get it, and uh you know, so. Man, oh man, because oh gosh, started because I really wanted to talk about this whole interracial dating thing. Well, talk about it. Talk about it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we only got a few minutes left. <laughs> no, no, no. We got we got about 10, 10 minutes. We can we see can that's not it. enough time to cover interracial dating. But think about this. No, but okay, so the thing is like this, in all honesty, it doesn't matter if you're like black guys or white men, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, white men taking fancy Asian, all that stuff is, it's really is irrelevant. It's sure. only matters because, you know, it goes back to what the other, uh, the other emailer sent us all these trippy things about what's happening in Asia. And remember what we said, what I, well, not, look, and I'll, I'll stand by this. I'll debate any Muslim who, who wants to argue with me about this in Muslim countries, pedophilia is okay. It is okay to do these things. And that's what, see, and that's what like, so that one emailer who sent us was like, oh, this is a white thing. No, it's not a white thing. This is happening in Malaysia because it is a Muslim country. Yeah. But it's a big deal because the way the whites think about it, it's, it's this whole, like, cause whites, you know, like the whites that do this pedophilia thing, they go, oh Yeah. You know, these Asian people think uh, they have a superiority or inferiority complex. They think whites are superior. That's not true. Mm -hmm. Because the majority of people doing this in Malaysia are Malaysian men. It's just Muslim people molesting children. It is a religious thing that Muslims don't 
Look, Muslims when we, when we see when we see all that inbreeding type stuff in Pakistan, it's because it's also because it's a Muslim country. Yeah, I mean, it, it's look, Pakistan is an Islamic country. It's not even Muslim; it's Islam. That religion teaches this stuff because there's a lot of Muslims who don't practice Islam. But when it's ran by an Islamic state, it's gonna happen. I don't care if you're in Saudi Arabia. I don't care if you're in, you know, Turkey's going that way again. So, and it's just the truth. So this inter, like this whole thing about oh, interracial dating, it's irrelevant. It's it really is. It's the thing with white men taking Asian women thing. It's look for whatever reason it happens. You know, it's, 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 uh, it's when you fetishize, like, okay, so if you have a fetish with Asian women, and this is what I used to say, and, uh, and now that I met the counselor, I have to, you know, retract my statement, <laughs> but usually, well, and I think this is what is meant by jungle Asian women, because Asian women tend to be very non-curvy. You yeah. don't see a lot of Asian women who have a big ass and big breasts. You just don't see it unless they're American. <laughs> like in America, just women just tend to have big asses and big tits because they eat a lot of steroids in their meat and it's just, you know what I mean? They just grow. Just yeah. happy. even the Asian women, Asian women, you know, unless they stick to that vegan diet, the soy diet. Yeah. yeah then they're going to have no hips, no nothing. It's just whatever. And, uh, but, uh, so when a and I hate to say this <laughs> because you know not Asian women are a lot of Asian women have curves now. But in the old days, I swear to God, if you're a white guy only dating Asians, you're a fag. I knew you were. You're like, cause that's just like dating a guy. You know what I mean? Like guys are supposed to have no hips and no tits. So why in the hell are you dating an Asian woman unless you're Asian? It doesn't make any sense. So, you know, it, it's Anyway, but those are the things I used to say, right? But, but now it's, it's like if you look at everything through a, a Christian perspective, you love who you love. It's right. not supposed to be lustful. You're supposed to do the whole Roman thing and, and break that carnal mentality. And you love a person for who they are. So if you love an Asian woman who has no ass, no tits, but you love her as a personality, then it's okay. But white guys don't do that. You know, they, they go and they, they go on the dark web like that one documentary and the guy's all crazy. I'm thinking, gosh, darn it, man. Like, if you can't control your sex, your life is insane. It really is. My life was insane. You, yeah. you know, I mean, you hate to say things like that, but it's the truth. <laughs> um, and then, like, because I hate to sound like a George Carlin skit, but it's the truth. It's like you learn a lot of things through wisdom, and that's why – it's like, you know, I'm not trying to kiss your ass or anything, but it's impressive that at 25 or 24, mm-hmm. you know, you're half my age and you already have my wisdom. Like you surpass my wisdom when it comes to relationships and dating. It's insane. And, and, and that's why I know Christianity is powerful because people have to be a certain age to get a lot of wisdom. But, you know, I don't know if you cheated or whatever, but you know just but plugged in we just got to be plugged in and i think i was blessed though i was blessed to have i'm not gonna lie like i mean i'll just be honest because you even say this like i i, I was i'm smart 
I'm just, I'm smart. I'm capable. I can figure things out, but it's not because I do it on my own. It's like, I have God, I have, I have the Bible and I actively participate and read it. So it's, it's, I don't have the answers. The answers have been there since the beginning, you know, it's, but this is funny. You know, I sent you something from Nick DiPaolo. Oh, the comedian. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because Nick DiPaolo is now doing exactly like he's, I'm not saying he does. I don't know if he knows you and doesn't know you, but you know, yesterday he interviewed that guy, Ho, Mr. Ho from the oh, Gene uh, Ho. Yeah. 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 Heck yeah. And, 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 and it's funny because you still had more views than, than, uh, than Nick DiPaolo and he's 57 years old. You know what I mean? And that's why it's like, dude, you're doing things that a lot of people my age and older are doing. And that's why it's impressive. Like, you know. Hi, counselor. Yeah. She can't hear you. Yeah. Say it. Did you hear? What? No. I said hi. She can't hear. No, hold on. Let me turn you up. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted but, to say hi to the counselor. Hi, hi. Easy <laughs> now you can no yeah. because I have it on low because she's on she's doing phone calls. And, oh yeah, she so. still won't show her face, huh? No. <laughs> no, but it's but anyways. But what uh, were you saying? Yeah, people people your age. Yeah, you know because see, look, people my age who are established, blah 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 blah. We're doing things because we have wisdom, blah blah. But we're old you're able to do the same thing. Like, come on, having, you know, Mr. Ho on your channel was a big deal. Yeah. Dude, that dude photographs the president. You know what I mean? And, and so, and, and he sought out people like Nick DiPaolo, like people who are established and, but people recognize your wisdom. You know what I mean? Which is a very, very solid statement because I'm like, you know, I'm more proud of my wisdom than I am of my intelligence. You know, because I like to believe that I'm, you know, way wiser than most people. <laughs> and, uh, but, you know, but again, like you with your wisdom, it's insane because you're half the age. And that's why I'm a believer of Christianity because, dude, only, only something like Christianity can give you that type of wisdom. Only, it's, I agree. It's not from because, me. It's because of Christ. It's because of God. I don't, I'm, no, but look at Ben Shapiro. See, Jewish. <laughs> no, 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 but that's my point. See, Ben Shapiro is not wise. He's not. He's just like Candace Owens. See, Candace Owens, Ben Shapiro, to me, are all the same because they speak in talking points. They can't offer solutions. So when you had your solution the other day about edu- like bringing back home economics. Yeah. Doing, so, yeah, that's true. That's exactly how it's done, which is why we spoke about, you know, simple math making money. That's right. That's right. When you yeah. learn simple math and home economics you could do anything literally anything like well, and, and, and you, you you already become more what i call financially literate as well as knowing how to actually jump into business transactions because you know exactly what the roi is how to minimize risk all because you know how to count not because yeah. you're a good business person it's like dude i know how to add that's all you can, you know what I mean? I like if some guy always goes up to some kid, it's like kid at a lemonade stand makes like 500 bucks in a week. It's like, kid, how did you do that? I can add. That's the yeah. only thing the kid can do that you can't do. Yeah. It, it blows my mind that a lot of people can't grasp that's the simplicity of all of it. It's the same thing with Christianity, like that book in Romans and all that. Like it's not complicated. 
It's clear as day. In fact, it's so clear that it offends people. If it was cryptic and we were all going through it, like we're going through the, like, you know, I don't know, the, uh, the Quran or some other cryptic book, it's like, whoa, we need experts to decipher it. Nah, a five-year-old can read that and understand it. That's how it works, you know? But you're right because I think that, I think that the fresh take on our ideas that we talk about on this show to kind of close it out comes down to the solutions, comes down to what it is, why it's happening, and how to fix it. If you notice, right, a lot of what we tend to see out there with it is just kind of reporting on what's currently going on and giving an opinion. But we have to know what the what is. We got to know, you know, why this is happening, the historical context behind it, and then have a solution. Like, here's the thing, arm firemen and don't arm police officers. And I'm willing to bet you wouldn't have that disparity that you do with the whole uneducated, untrained and them shooting themselves and shooting other people. Yeah, no, but you know, if you look at the requirements to be a firefighter, at least you have to have some sort of, you know, two year degree and not just a high school diploma. And it's very selective too. You like, you know, some people, it takes a year to be, my friend right now is trying to get into the, the fire department. You know, it's going to take a year. The whole process takes like a year Yeah, just to get in. Yep. No, no, it's not easy to be, a, but it's easy. It's way easier to be a cop than a firefighter. Yeah. But anyway, but uh, I wanted to say something like, you know, before we close this out, uh, well, like my final thoughts on this, like, cause I like this article a lot. It really is. Tomorrow. Yeah. Keep, keep diving into it. But, but my thing is like this, it's filled with anger and it's misguided. Because the one, because this is the thing I, I noticed about, you know, yeah, black yeah, athletes yeah. or whatever, you know, because I remember like all of my, like I ran the mile relay and, you know, we prayed before the track meet started. Like we'd have like a big, like the entire track team prayed, but then before the race, the guys, and, and actually like one of the guys actually is a pastor now mm-hmm. and uh, my boy. So he actually re- literally became a Baptist preacher. And, uh, and we're still in contact, uh, but mostly it's just me talking crazy and, you know, kind of like high school, how we did in high school, because he's always saying, yeah, I don't know about this stuff. You know, you always were like more of a scientific guy or whatever, but I just, I just, I believe in everything. So I, I you know, you always had these issues, but anyway, so he used to pray for everybody. Cause like, you know, my, my running mate would always pray for, he never prayed for himself. He never prayed for us as a mile relay team. He prayed for the other people always did right. and always confused me. But the reason why he always prayed for other people is because we were okay. And this article reminds me of that. See, when you read this article, these people are not okay. So these are the people that need to be prayed for because they lack the wisdom. They are very angry. They don't know, like they just automatically assume the worst of the worst. Like, you know, you know, why are blacks superior athletes? Because they're the, like American blacks are forced to be good in entertainment and sports because that's the only thing offered to them. They don't have the same educational opportunities as whites and Asians. Yeah. Asians are not just mediocre middlemen. They're just not. The, the, there's a lot of them who are CEOs, you know, of a lot of different companies. And, you know, and so it's, 
it's not as gloom and doom as people are. So that's why it's like, I honestly like really want to tell the listeners, you know, you really have to start looking at things from a Christian perspective. Right. Like the same way how, how my teammate always prayed for others and never us because we were at the top, even though financially we weren't, but as far as running, no one was going to beat us. So we had to pray for others. You know what I mean? I mean, I didn't pray, but you know what I mean? But that's the whole purpose of praying for other people because in your heart, we already knew we were going to, I mean, not that we knew we were going to win, but we already knew we were going to win. So it's like, you know, we have to give, you know, I don't know, pray for others, make it a good race. I don't know. I, I still don't understand why we pray for others. But when you pray for others, you're not so angry writing these articles that just make people angry. You know what I mean? It, like when you read an article like that, like you and I, we can laugh at it because it's funny. <laughs> because it really is. Yeah. It's a funny article. But a lot of other people who don't have the wisdom, they're going to see this and just be angry. And, and just, you know, and just get pissed off when you're trying to help somebody. Sure. Or get pissed off when a Chinese guy is coming in from China, giving some black dude a million dollars to run a business. You know what I mean? And, and they get pissed off because they go, oh, they're worshiping this, worshiping that. It's like, no, it's you cannot be angry at other people's opportunities. You just can't. You have to always remember, or it's, it really comes down to what would Jesus do? It's right. a what would Jesus do moment. And, and I wish I knew more about what would Jesus would do because I feel like I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> but that's the truth. Like, you know, it totally reminds me of when, you know, my teammate used to pray right before a race and pray for everybody else. I used to always tell them, why the hell are you praying for these fuckers? You know, I want to win. <laughs> I don't want these guys like, no, no, no. And he kept, and then we'd argue a little bit about this and that and da, 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 da. And, and, uh, yeah, you know, it was kind of weird because you know what? I mean, I know this is tangent, but he always used to get hamstring pulls at the, he was our anchor. Yeah. And, uh, every once in a while he'd get a hamstring pull and then we'd lose the race because he had a hamstring pull. And I'm thinking, hmm, interesting. I wonder if that's because I was always saying, don't pray, don't pray. <laughs> and you know what I mean? It's like, I don't, it's just one of those weird coincidences, I guess. But, but uh, yeah, but yeah, so I have a lot of experience with Christianity and it's always confused me because I like, I would be the guy that would write this article and think it's totally justified. But now that I'm older, I'm thinking, okay, this is, this is just something that's funny and you could clearly know this guy's angry. You know yeah. what I mean? And, no, definitely. And, and whatnot, you know, because like in theory, you could be totally pissed off as well for being demonetized and, and all this other stuff and, and not being like Candace Owens and things like that. But you know what I mean? But you just do your thing and, and you're, and you're, you know what I mean? Cause you're not like, um, like what's that Laura, Laura Crowder? I mean, what's her name? Laura Loomer? No, it's some girl. The, the the she's about your age, and she got demonetized and kicked off all these platforms. Laura Loomer. Yeah, Laura Loomer. You know what I mean? Come on, she's like fell apart, and and I believe she fell apart because she's just not, you know, 
she she just doesn't have the gumption like like the way you do so you're still plugging away and and but that's the thing it's like if you had original thoughts and actually understood you know things from a more christian perspective you'd be more successful yeah. and uh and, and less dependent on you know the jewish you know monopoly in yeah, the media no, no because well, it's it's a Jewish monopoly, like, uh, and it's just how it goes. Come on, that dude Zuckerberg. Come on, he loves everybody being indebted to him, and uh, and and everybody hates him, whether they're left or right. Nobody likes Zuckerberg, and they know he's dangerous. The only people who like him are the ones also at the top. All the guys from CNN, NBC, you know, because Vox is NBC. So all of these people from, you know, Jewish friend corporation that have a monopoly on media, including yeah. social media, that's just how it works. Sure. Yeah, no, it's a good way to wrap it up on there because I do have to run. But thank you guys for listening today to today's show. And we will follow up more so about this in future episodes. Take care, guys.